Trigger warning for anyone before you start listening to this podcast. We will be talking about death and the pandemic and a little bit about politics, but we'll refrain from doing so as much. So please practice mental health and put your health before anything else while listening. Thank you. Hi, how y'all doing? My name is Ira. I am a sophomore and uh, my daily motto is strive to make your relationships as permanent as turmeric stains because those things do not come off. Today I have with me my dearest friend. Friend. Hi, it's Mira. Um, turmeric stains, really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. If you've never drank caffeine or coffee before, don't try it because you'll be really hyper. I'm really hyper right now. I can literally uh, see her bouncing around. It's like <laughs> uh, our topic for today's podcast is basically a uh, roundup. I would, yeah, a roundup. I would call it of last year and how it affected the dumpster. Yeah, the dumpster fire that was twenty twenty. Yes, and how it not only it affected the world but our lives. And we will be putting humor into it, but once again, there will be sad content, as I would call it. So, um, yeah. Uh, but our personalities will make up for yeah. it. It's fine. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Uh, January. Uh, let's talk about the Australian fires, you know. Um Apparently, it was one of the worst fires in Australian history, and I'm sure we've all heard of it. Like, um, apparently, apparently, okay. Well, see, I don't know. I didn't do extensive research, but I would assume so, considering how bad it was, like in the photos. Yeah. Um, and then did you like always on like Instagram or something, whatever? You could see like the kangaroos and the koalas oh my God. that were just like I felt so oh. bad. You know, like I was like. Yeah, because, okay, so I saw there was this um, one lady, and she was out there. She was, like, saving koalas or whatever, and she would sometimes uh, film as she was saving them. They'd, be, they'd look so sad because they'd just be sitting in this area, like, filled with burning. That was, like, burn. Yeah, yeah and, and, was, and I'd want to, like, hug them all, yeah. even though, you know, I can't. But, like, the thing is, they look uh, so sad, and when, when she would, like, pick them up, they'd literally, like, hold on to her. They'd cling on to her, which is, like, so unlike yeah. Which is it, and then like bad. when you see, sorry, when you see like the water bottles and like them like feeding, and then they're just like they're grabbing it with their like yeah. hands and paws. Oh, it's really it's really sad. Like I wish I could go and help them myself. Um, but anyways, that was January, February. Uh, first COVID death was reported in um America. Weren't there, okay, yeah. so it was the first recorded death, but apparently, like, I keep saying apparently, but, like, weren't there more that were, like, not recorded? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there was obviously more that happened, but that was, like, the first recorded one that happened in America. And then there was obviously more around the world, but we live in America, so we're gonna say that. <laughs> and little did we know. <laughs> little did we know. Um... <clears throat> This is, once again, it's like a summary, so we can't get to, like, all the details of every month. But just know that 2020 was a mess from start to finish. 
Um, sucked all around. Yeah. But it's okay. Yes. And then March. I'm sure we all are familiar with March 2020 as it was the month where uh, everything just America down the drain. We all just kind of shut off. Um, school closed. And um, it's not just a countrywide lockdown. Um, Massachusetts starts their stay-at-home order. And on March 24th, and we all moved to remote classes, but it wasn't like remote at first. We kind of just stayed home because teachers had no idea what to do. And yeah, I was like, I was so chill, you know, because I was like, oh, my God, I don't have to wake up at seven. It's so fun. I know, like, legitimately, those first two weeks when we didn't have school at all, I messed up my sleep schedule so much. And then I had to take psat classes in like june or july so i had to wake up early actually so i got it back on track for like those couple of weeks and then i messed it up again afterwards see okay (laughs) and i haven't gotten it back yeah uh, a lot of my classes so um i think it was two of my classes uh the teacher like they got tired of like doing live classes so they would just like record them asynchronous uh lessons so I didn't even have to wake up at all, even when uh, class started. And Oh, lucky. And the thing is, like, the work was also, like, really simple because not only was it, like, almost the end of the year, like, teachers really didn't know what to do. So I had it real easy. Um, I don't think I actually went into, like, any Zoom calls or whatever during that time. It was just online work, I believe, Huh. if I remember correctly, because I don't remember anything correctly from that time. But, um... I remember specifically in my uh, advanced uh, world history class, I did not turn in any work till literally the last minute. Oh, God. Because I procrastinated the ever-loving duh (laughs) out of that. Out of that. And I feel very bad and very sorry for my uh, history teacher because she's like, where is all your work? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just like really not having it during quarantine right now. And I'm trying my best. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. But every other class, I was able to do their work fine. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, obviously I didn't want to do it, but I did it except for that class. Yeah. Oh God. That must have been like that work was sure. Yeah. But that work was so easy too. Like she didn't even assign like real assignments Mm -hmm. it was more like these fun assignments that you could do yeah bless my teacher and um literally like one of them is like you you make a you make something from like I forget when it was during like a specific time period Mm -hmm. which actually wasn't that bad it was like the like a strawberry shortcake or something whatever what and then we did it wasn't a strawberry shortcake but it was like a strawberry something Y'all made but anyway, shortcakes? You could choose your own. Like, she gave us two websites to do it out of, and you could have chose your own thing to do. And then, like, there was another assignment where you could, like, draw, like, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. That was another one. And then we also did a game on the Oregon Trail. Oh, the do you know, like, I never make it out live on that trail. Like, I die. I did it once, and it was so close. Like, I got to, oh my gosh, where did I get to? I almost got to, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Boise, Idaho. Uh-huh, Boise. I almost got there, mm-hmm. and but before that, I died. 
I died I got of really bad. dysentery three times. And I I think that was when I realized that I would not make it if I was um, <laughs> traveling on my own. Yeah. Um. I actually had a full family. Like, it was the dad, the mom, and, like, a couple kids. I had two cows. And, well, not cows. Really? Like, I think they were bulls. I can't remember what it was. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. April. Take it away. Um. So, April stay-at-home orders began to, like, lift, and we start seeing lockdown protests Mm -hmm. honestly during those like march april may i didn't leave the house at all i left like three times during that whole that whole time at all so i started being like a lot more active in those months um so i wasn't like going out into cities or whatever like i had i have not gone to boston like in such a long time neither have but like yeah but i was like running and uh, skating and playing badminton. So, like, I was fit as a fiddle. Like, I was waking up early. All I would do, <laughs> i get get th- all of my work done in the morning if I had homework. And then I'd go outside. See, I wish I, could, I wish I could have done that. Like, I see the people who are, like, waking up at, like, 5, 36 a.m. going for a run. And I was like, I could have done that, but I value my sleep. Like, sometimes I plan to. Like, I'll wake up in the morning. I'm like, okay, if I wake up at 5, I can go on the treadmill for, like, maybe 45 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But then I wake up at 5, I'm like, what is the point? I could get another hour's sleep, right? So I'm just like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and I'm like, what is the point? So, uh, and these, like, lockdown protests, I'm sorry. Like, when I saw them, I was like, this is. Like, you're kidding me, right? That's. Like. Wear a mask. Stay home. If you have to go out, like... And the thing is, it wasn't even people that were, like, struggling with work or something like that. It wasn't those. It was people that just had too much pride. It was, like, and, the uh, people who had enough privilege to be able to work from home. Not all of them, but, you know, like, those people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, there's people who cannot l- leave their house because they're so like high risk mm-hmm. and it's like dude you need to you need to understand that for the people who can go out you are very privileged to do so and I know that I am one of those people and I mm-hmm. tried not to go out as much as I can like again mm-hmm. I did not leave my house until like the end of the end of May basically I stayed home I did not want to go out whatsoever I didn't even take walks or anything like that I just stayed in my room but then, like, the summer came, and I started to go out more at least once a week, maybe. Obviously, like, I had a local park that I go, that I could go to, yeah. and I would just walk. But, again, that was it. I didn't really start going out regularly until, like, this January. In April. Um, so, this doesn't really apply to all of us, but I had a couple of friends who could not go to, like, prom or whatever. Because proms were obviously canceled. We have, apparently, our junior year is going to be this April, though, but I don't think I'm, one, going to go, or two, it will actually happen, because it's almost, almost April, and it still hasn't gotten better. I, I, so, uh, for the seniors last year, that, like, for senior Mm -hmm. prom, I, I kind of, like, I feel bad, because for me, that was, like, I'm planning on going senior year just that one time, 
for the sake of experience because I'm not someone who goes to dances <laughs> or whatever. I'm just too lazy for that stuff. But um, I feel like a lot of pe- other people are like me too. Mm-hmm. Like instead of like going to dances all of school year, senior year was going to be their year. And the, for those people, like it just – it's gone. The opportunity's out the window. So I feel bad. But, okay, for you um, I don't, from this happen. year in April, I – I okay, even if it did happen, I th- yeah, I'm gonna I'm not, say it's a really bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of precautions, people aren't always gonna follow them, and that's like that. That's the reason why we're here right now, still. Yeah, I'm not gonna go, most likely. So, but who knows? Yeah, I'm, mini prom at home. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I'll dress up myself, and I'll just yeah. have a one-person party. <laughs> Okay. May, uh, George Floyd was murdered. This upstarted the BLM. Uh, it didn't upstart the BLM movement, but people became more focused on the BLM. I think for a lot of people, I think it opened their eyes to the actual danger of being um, black in America. Because it's if for me as a person of color, uh, I do also struggle with a lot of things, but. Like, the history that they have in this country is just so bad as it is. And the fact that they're still struggling with it now, it's not, it's right. not, not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. And this also, uh, within our city, our high schools, not our high schools, but some of the students decided to do something. And they started, they started these social media accounts on Instagram um, that basically shared stories of students of color, um, of discrimination in their schools. And they, yeah, so in response, mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of stuff too, like stuff that I never realized. And they also started some of like, um, it wasn't feminism, it was more of like girls' experiences too at mm-hmm. the high schools. And it yeah. was just like very eye opening to see the fact that like people do go through this. And obviously, as girls and as, as girls of color, that these are experiences that we are going to have to face. Yeah. Like, as time went on during this pandemic, now not only Black Americans, but Asian Americans as well, and us being Asian Americans, it's it's very difficult to see. Like, with all the social media posts, like, of activism going on and people sharing them, it's hard to be on social media sometimes. It's hard. It's, yeah. Because, um, like, I'm... I'm seeing it everywhere, and it's very hard to look at social media yeah. now. For me, like, um, in May, um, when the protests started being uh, filmed, I was, I got really, okay, so I think this was just, I think it kind of showed me how bad it was, because uh, I got a lot of my information off of TikTok, and all I was seeing was protests. Um, and it made me uncomfortable, to say the least, um, because I, I haven't been in a position where, like, even as a uh, person of color, like, I haven't had to... I, I, I'm privileged to say that I'm in a place where I don't have to fight for basic rights because of any financial issues or anything of that sort. So I was seeing all of these protests and, like, people getting beat up things like that it just it made me feel bad but at the same time it made me feel so uncomfortable because that's all I was seeing so I actually had to delete a lot of my social media apps because I just I couldn't handle it anymore and um when I re-downloaded like a lot of them I started kind of feeling 
awful because Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have the power to change it all by myself, but I can do something, you know? Um, So I ignored, well, I didn't ignore it, but I kind of like tried to ignore my social anxiety and try and post more on uh, social media to try and raise awareness at least. Mm -hmm. And I've, I think, I'm not sure if it helped, but I think it did raise awareness in other places. Hopefully it did. Yeah, like for me, I forget when I started this. Like I started it like a while ago. I used to post like at least like, you know, like the mental health messages on my on like my Instagram story for like a while. But during that time, I honestly stopped. Like I didn't I didn't go on social media that much often at all. Like I stopped going on for like a good month or so, I think, because I couldn't. When you when you see that every day and you understand the fact that like I may not be black, I may not be any of these things as again people of color and as a girl, you you can still um one day or another we're still going to experience it. We're going to experience sexism, we're going to experience racism. That's just a thing. Thankfully, I have not like experienced either yet, but it's going to happen. Like it's happened to my parents. I I've I don't know of any experiences, but they've said that they've faced some discrimination and that it's going to happen. And that's scary because yeah. as young as young girls and as mm-hmm. people of color, we're not mm-hmm. we're not going to be the most privileged yeah. when it comes to stuff like this. It's inevitable. Yeah. And recently there also have been an increasingly it's, it's concerning amount of attacks against Asians. Yeah. I remember seeing... Do you remember the how there was a story of this uh, elderly Filipino who got slashed in the face? I dropped my phone. Like as as a Filipino, as a Filipina especially, that that was like that could be my grandparents. Like they they live here in the United States and they and and they can go out to go grocery shopping and whatever, and they could experience that at any time. And it's very concerning to see. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. But it's like, it's very concerning to see that like one day I might, I might have to defend somebody who I don't know, but who could be my relative? Who could be like, how, like, I have to think, how am I going to respond to people who are unable to protect themselves, especially elderly? Like, I think about, I have to like, think about that now. And something that, Mm -hmm. especially when I was younger, I never had to think about before. And it's very scary to think, if I'm out in public and I see something like that going on, how am I am I gonna put myself in danger to protect to protect a stranger, someone who mm-hmm. yeah. is genuine genuinely who can't protect themselves, especially if they're elderly. I've noticed that the attacks are like um, against the elderly, so they're clearly they're picking on people that are helpless. And the thing is, this is obviously not uh, applicable to all of them, but most of them, I'm sure, came here. To live with their kids and uh, to live with their kids to have uh, more privilege to experience a better life because that's what they're not aware of the amount of discrimination that people face here. So when they see someone, they're not as cautious of them. They're more likely to trust. Right. And that also puts them in danger. And it's 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 terrible. How could you how could you take advantage of someone like that? It's it's very scary. It is. You know, cuz one day I'm afraid that if I if I have to put myself in that situation or if I see anyone else 
how am I going to help? How am I going to protect them? How am I going to protect myself? In ways that we shouldn't have to think about, but still happens daily. Yeah. Uh, so for June, I find this so funny and so ironic. I love it. Um, so the Trump-Tulsa rally upset by the uh, the BTS army stands and like TikTok, TikTok uh, users as well. And they just shared it all over and the K-pop stands just like buy tickets and then don't go. So funny. Okay, I have, I have had this question for so long. Like, I have been a K-pop fan since middle school, and I know how much these concerts cost. I have never been to one, but I know just a simple seat in the back can cost, like, over 100 bucks. How on earth? Where do they get all that money? Some of them are my age, and they are just, oh, wow. Like, they go to every single concert. They have every version of every album of every, like Dude, merch. they're hardcore and then they have enough money to put into sabotaging a trump rally like that's just like they take it next level and it's like respect to them for like doing all of that but okay so side note i'm gonna say side note um this is part of like the social media influence thing that's like really once again like became big which i dislike is the cancel culture oh yeah um i do not like cancel culture because uh, I know sometimes I acknowledge the fact that people do things that are not only offensive but harmful to their group of followers or it's just offensive in general. But I've noticed that cancel culture does not just apply to those people that make intentional um, offenses. People are now applying it to common mistakes that people apologize for. And it ruins their life. Yeah, like most of these people are like kids our age. Kids. Or like yeah, 16. Or like just a little bit over being like 20s, like early 20s, late 20s. We're, we're all still kids. Like obviously we're going to make mistakes. And being in the spotlight doesn't make it better. Here's the thing. Uh, what I go by is it's a mistake if you do it once and you ask for forgiveness, right? But it's a habit if you do it over and over. And clearly these were mistakes, right? They apologized for it and they didn't do it again. And yet they are being attacked continuously, even after educating themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what I dislike. Um, Obviously there are some things that you can't really apologize for. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to give examples, but we, we all can probably name some examples of stuff that was like, went too far. Like I don't, like you can't expect that everyone's gonna forgive you for that that like people are gonna understand so see like people take it as far as death threats and that's where it needs to stop yeah like especially now with like you know the sabrina carpenter olivia rodrigo and josh bass like joshua bassett like these are all kids yes olivia 17 and then like joshua and sabrina are like in their early 20s they're still they're all still kids and you're making this whole thing about their love life drama when over a song over a song like i understand that's how they cope and that's a healthy way to cope exactly but people are making it unhealthy yeah they're expressing their feelings and like they're all receiving threats of some of some kind especially sabrina carpenter 
And it's like you guys do realize that these are kids. And the thing is, when it when they when it goes too far and something happens, that's when they become apologetic. When like there's no point in going back, just stop. Mm-hmm. Because there's a difference between educating someone and then full on just destroying their mental mm-hmm. health and their life. Um, people need to learn boundaries. Yeah, and then it's like, especially with all the TikToks and from Instagram and TikTok, where it's like. They're saying, oh, it's a, what's it called? It This was all planned. It may be planned. It may not be, but it doesn't matter. You, you're still like, there are still basically kids threatening other kids, mm-hmm. giving them death threats and whatever. And it's like, you guys need to understand that that's not okay. Yeah. Telling people to do that to themselves mm-hmm. is never going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's, that it has nothing to do with their mistake either. Like, you can't they made a mistake why are you telling them to die you know and yeah and then at the same time it's also their relationship their feelings it doesn't like it doesn't concern Mm -hmm. any of you whatsoever to do it like leave it as a coping mechanism you like the song listen to it don't like attack the people um no i'm gonna move on okay um what else happened in June? Like, I obviously had some senior friends then, and I'm sure that you had some too. We had a lot of, like, drive-by parties mm-hmm. for, like, graduation and just, like, birthday parties in general. Yep. Did you have a drive-by for your birthday? No. Oh, you did No, did you? It was, like, three cars. Bruh, I didn't get any drive-by. I don't even celebrate my birthday. We didn't either. Like, we didn't, you know, how I was, like, what birthday I was supposed to turn, obviously. But we were just, like... Uh, we weren't gonna plan on having a party anyways so that that was just like oh yeah okay whatever you got such good friends what yeah one of my other friend one of my other friends he had he he was a senior and uh his mom planned one for him and like legitimately i'm pretty sure like 15 cars showed up damn yep they made cup uh, the mom made cupcakes for everyone who was who like drove by we planned it all i accidentally dropped our sign uh-huh i had the <laughs> I had the envelope and the and the window was down so like obviously wind and so like <laughs> yeah but my best friend's car was behind was behind us so she had come out of the car and grabbed it and gave it to him but I felt so bad and I'm like no it's okay I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's a good memory like I think it's the effort that counts I'm sure he understands um yeah so this is when Summer vacation started. I was not productive. At, like, I tried to be, like, I tried to work out. I tried to do everything that I could have. And, like, I, I thought I was going to make my bullet journal and, like, uh-huh. And I didn't. I'm going to try to be productive this year, knock on wood. What was I doing? Um, I took up, like, six new hobbies and I completely dropped them. Uh, <laughs> and I feel... Like, I feel bad looking at my uh, scrapbook that's, like, two pages filled. Like, <laughs> what do I do with you? I had, like, me and my mom went to Michael's a ton. Like, yes, a yes. ton during, like, quarantine or, like, not, like, the beginning, like, you need to say home quarantine, but, like, just being able to go, like, sometimes and whatnot. Like, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, like, a thing full of paint now and, like, mm-hmm canvases and whatever and i have not touched them since like september but like see i had already had like plenty of pain but they were like i i 
assumed that I was going to become Pablo Picasso over the, over the summer break. So I bought so much more. And now I have not even, I haven't even opened them. Oh, no. Like, I bought, like, the, you know, like, the cheap Craftsmart acrylic paint from Michaels. That's what I have. And then I found my Rainbow Loom stuff. And I was like, I'm going to make bracelets and whatever. I still have not done a thing with them. Moving on. In August, Kamala Harris was selected as uh, Joe Biden's vice president. That's, That's my vice president. So he is, she's not only the first woman, a female uh, vice president, which is history in itself. She is also the first black and Indian. And Asian. Indian, yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, Indian, yeah. Asian, what am I saying? Yeah, um, Black and South Asian uh, woman to be vice president. And, okay, so everyone, I, I heard this was like a huge controversy at one point, but like the way that people were pronouncing her names, like Kamala. Um I'm pretty sure she's uh, Tamil. So, like, I think it's pronounced uh, Kamala. Like, Kamala. I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember what the exact pronunciation was like. But from what I heard, she actually, like, has it pronounced in, like, an Americanized way. So people pronounce it as Kamala, right? Yeah, that that happens with a lot of people who are, who have hard, quote-unquote, names to pronounce. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, funny thing is, uh, Kamala, Kamala, it means, like, orange in my language. Like, so every time I hear her name, it's, I, I define it as Orange Harris. It's just, like, that's what it translates to in my <laughs> head. Um, but, like, it just immediately translates, it's, like, it's, like, immediately, does that happen to you? Do you, like, I don't know if you can speak too much, um, Tagalog? Tagalog. Tagalog. Tagalog, yeah. Um, I don't know if you can I, speak it, but... Honestly, I feel so bad because I can understand what my parents and what everyone else says to me, but I have to respond in English. And it's, and I'm just like, what, what am I then? Because like, there's some kids who just can't understand it in general and can't speak it. And there are kids who can speak it and say it, yeah. but I can't speak it. I can say it. Though I do sometimes have the accent down, like for certain phrases, mm-hmm. I can just turn it on. Right. Like, uh, for me, um, my native language... You speak, like, three languages, though. I do, but my main, my native language, uh, is Bangla. And so, um, a lot of times, like, I'll be talking to my mom on the phone, and, like, see, I normally talk to her in English, but if there's people around, I try to act smart and speak to her in Bangla. And the thing is, it's either my English accent will stay, or my Bangla accent will stay when I switch back to English. So I sound completely different. And the, then there's that thing where, like, certain like English words will mean something different in my language. And if it's something stupid, you will see me burst out laughing or, like, snickering in the corner. It translates immediately in my head. I'm like, oh, oh, well, if you said that there, you get your butt whooped. So, um, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's funny to me. Um, okay. September, September or um, so much RBG. She was a Supreme Court justice, and then, and then um, she there was a movie based off her actually in a book. She's awesome, and then she made a bunch of law. She had a bunch of laws passed that helped women more specifically in general, which was like awesome because they got more rights that way. She was eighty nine when she died. When I heard about everything that she's done. I was like, she's so, like, 
influence this is the kind of when i say like political influence and stuff like that like she's the type of person that like i look up to like she definitely did um she did something she did good Uh her power um and she was ahead of her time like definitely so um then for us school hybrid versus online personally hybrid is a terrible idea and i will tell you why um one of the high schools one of the high schools uh gets like two positive cases every single week and we get okay i haven't gotten an email about that in a while thankfully i think the last one for us might have been like january which is i mean it's good but at the same time like no um i don't remember the last time i got like a covid positive case for my for my high school we go to different high schools, live in the same city, though. We just have a big city. Yeah, see, like, hybrid is just a bad idea. Like, I get for, like, I think it should be only for kids that have difficult home lives, which makes it hard for them to focus in school, or people that, like, um, unable to get, like, internet access or things like that. It should be specifically for them rather than people that want to go to hybrid. My brother, okay, because the thing is, for me, I have a... I have a twin brother. And so my parents said it was up to us as to whether or not we, if we want to go hybrid or remote, Mm -hmm. I stayed remote, not only because like, well, the pandemic, obviously, but honestly, I also did it because then I didn't have to wake up as early or have to get ready for school. I could literally, I just go to, I just go to my classes in my pajamas, like no joke. Exactly. And then um, my brother, he does go. Mm-hmm. But so, like, how my school does it, we do it in cohorts. So, like, cohort yeah, my- yeah, cohort A is, like, from, like, A to K or L for last names. And then it goes uh, – they go Monday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday is a full remote day for the whole school. And then Thursday, Fridays is, like, from, like, L to Z or something, whatever. Most people that I know – are like remote but some kids it's better that yeah but it's safer but some kids are hybrid Caleb's like a very social person though too yeah so it's like he needs to go out he needs to socialize otherwise he'll he'll go insane like it it would be bad I think it's yeah it's for the sake of sanity at this point yeah like I was going insane during the beginning months of quarantine but like I but I want to stay home because like the pandemic and I just didn't I didn't feel like going out but after may i sort of started almost going insane so i started going out a little bit more and doing like errands and stuff i made pen pals a lot of them um and the thing is like i don't keep up with most of them because like it we just kind of like ghosted each other yeah i remember my okay so i have like four pen pals from we don't actually send snail mail we talk over the um text or stuff like that online online and um i had this i have like four french pen pals and one of them i remember the last time i spoke to him was to recommend the weekend's latest album and that was last we talked that was it like that was the end of our convo we got nothing more going um, and I have not contacted him since. And it kind of makes me sad because, like, he seemed funny. Um, it's so weird because our friendship, like, we've obviously known each other since, like, before COVID, for, like, years before COVID. But it seems more like an online friendship now. Yeah. Because we lost contact for, like, a while before we met up with each other again. And we still didn't talk much until, like, 
this school year, which is very weird. So it still feels like an online friendship, even though we know each other personally, like we've seen each other in person, not now during the pandemic, but like before that. I mean, yeah, for me, like, I feel like, like a lot of people that I didn't like talk to often last year, the years prior, I feel like I got closer to. Like, I remember there were kids last year that, like, I barely spoke to, right? Like, I would talk to them for, like, class and stuff. But now we're, like, the closest of friends. We literally know everything about each other. Um, And it's weird because last year it was, like, I could never get along with someone like this. And now we're, like, Mm -hmm. besties. Um, Which is, like, it. I feel like I'm not going to say the pandemic was good. But at the same time, it made me grateful for things that I was, like, I took for granted. And it also, like, strengthened my relationships. It kind of showed me who I should stick to because, like, not stick to, but, like, stay with. And who... Who's going to, like, make the effort? Who's going to not? Like, obviously, it's a two-way street. Like, for me, personally, a bunch of my friends didn't reach out and I didn't reach out back. So that was, like, I sort of understand that. But, like, we talked in, like, group, group chats. So it was, like, that sort of thing. Where it was like, oh, you know, obviously we were friends, but like we're not as close anymore. Like I've known some, like I've known most of my friends since like literally preschool, elementary school. And yeah, we can hold a conversation fine by ourselves and we can hold a conversation in group chats as well. But like since the pandemic started, we haven't been reaching out to each other as much. Like, okay, so like I'm in like a lot of group chats and I feel like it's nice to have group chats. Um, But the thing is like, group chats make it so that everyone can talk all at once but then you realize when you start talking to them personally that you're not as close as you thought Mm -hmm. so I think there's like a great difference like group chats are nice and all but if you don't if you can't talk to someone personally comfortably are they really your friends I met some of like the coolest people over this school year in particular um and I feel like I would not have been able to do that because I am socially awkward and I don't like I tend to not talk to people that, like, I'm unfamiliar Mm -hmm. with in a school environment. I think this whole messaging thing allowed me, like, more freedom because I feel like everyone is more comfortable over text, right? So, like, if I could text them something stupid and they respond back with the same energy, you know they're worth it. (laughs) And I met people who share the same energy, and I feel blessed that I did. Um, And they have been keeping me wonderful company. And I love them very much. And uh, yeah, like our the group chat that we yeah. have, mm-hmm. like that energy, like mom, <laughs> me, and then you were Ryan. Ryan's rarely there, but I feel like he's my like accomplice. Yeah, when it comes to stuff like that. But he also has more common sense than me, and I'm the one who's obsessed with the mafia. So um, you're just like you have like different obsessions that are like very like niche yeah yeah and then and then kevin is like the (laughs) older brother he's the older brother but like he's also it's he's endearing oh he's gonna they're gonna listen to this it's okay the thing is at the end of the day regardless of how they are we love them and we love their energy and they're just like i think it's the indifference that makes kevin funny yeah because he doesn't understand what humor is, and when he tries to be funny, we all just kind of sit there with crickets chirping in the back. Oh, yeah, for sure. We might be slandering people here, but we are familiar with them. We're not slandering random individuals. 
Um, but that does not mean that we dislike them. And they also, they're also probably going to be on this podcast anyways for like interviews and whatever. So that's fine. Um, in October, um, Trump and uh, Melania. Melania, that's it. Melania, I'm sorry. Uh, they, they both test positive for COVID. And they were like, Trump was like in the hospital for like three days. Three days. Three days. That's it. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, I had my doubts about whether he actually got sick or not. But one, if he was actually sick, the thing is he's old. So he should have been in there for much. I thought, I had no idea that he was like 70. How old did you think he was? 24? Obviously not. But I didn't realize that he was 70. Let's see. November. Uh, election. The election. Uh, see, like, I think everyone was, like, really nervous, right? But I think by the third day that Nevada was sitting there counting votes, so we were all, like, just like, dude, please. The Nevada memes. The Nevada memes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, not only did I learn stuff through through memes... But not to call myself out, I was I'm on Tumblr too, and like and I'm in like the supernatural fandom and the Destiel memes that like and how I learn yes. stuff, how I learn stuff through those oh, memes God. is astronomically insane because it's like I found out the same day like I watched the one where like Destiel like technically became canon like one half of it did still mad about that by the way like I'm not I'm not gonna get myself into it otherwise this will be like another hour long but um and then and then Putin was going to resign like that's how I learned that on Tumblr through a Destiel meme none of it is like exaggerated either like you would think it's an exaggeration but it's not no and then like I had to find out about like the Reddit GameStop and like the uh and the Wall Street stuff mm-hmm. through Tumblr too, and like how Georgia kept on turning uh Republican Democratic and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. There was some crazy stuff that happened in like yeah November. And I'm like, this sounds like one of those books that I would find in the young adult section about the uh main character, the teenager who's like going through and like trying to solve the dystopia that they live in the dystopian society i'm like damn this ain't no longer some dystopian society we in the story like we are the story at this point um and then oh my gosh just like learning some of the like the craziest of information and having to check to see if it's true and like when destiel was trending more than the actual election itself right I'm I'm not on Tumblr, but I can I can imagine that like no, but like no no even on Twitter on like on like uh Google searches and stuff whatever like some Destiel was trending. You didn't know this? Destiel was trending on, like number one hashtag on Twitter, even more than the election. The internet's funny. Like fandoms, like people in fandoms and in, internet fandoms are hardcore. Like. The Potterheads, the Percy, like the Rick Riordan people, Supernatural, Marvel, DC, like yeah. most of like those big fandoms, we go hardcore, especially as since I am a part of mo- most of like those big fandoms. It's like 
I try. They scare me. They scare me. Like, they are a huge influence. And um, December, um, the first COVID vaccines are approved. So like Pfizer and uh, Moderna vaccines were approved with like good, with like ninety five. Yeah. Which once again, like I think those were the first numbers, the first statistics that whole year that actually made me happy because they were a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what we're on phase two right now. I thought we were phase two. I thought we were in phase. Well, wait, phase for like the state or phases for the uh or for the vaccine. I think for the state. I remember my teacher. I remember my history teacher saying something about phase two and how like essential workers were getting theirs. Um, I'm starting to see a lot of like my peers uh hanging out with their friends outside, and while they are like following rules, uh, staying distance with masks, the thing is like I think people should avoid it just as much as possible. Like, because I see, it's not the fact that they're going out. It's the fact that they're going out every week. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe, like, once in a while with planning and precaution, it's fine. Yeah, like, I haven't seen my friends in so long. And so, like, my best friend, I haven't seen her since her birthday in September. So we're planning again to see each other this February break somewhere. We still need to plan it. But it's, like, we're being responsible. We haven't. We only go out when necessary and stuff like that. So, like, we, we, we're we being smart about this. But I have some of my other friends who are going out, like, every week, hanging out, doing whatever. And I'm like, please stay home. I, I get it. They're like, they're, we're teenagers. This is, like, the time. They're never going to get it back. But at the same time, you're not going to get your health back if you get sick. Um, so it's just easier. Just stay home. And the thing is, like, I have made some... Mm-hmm. very exaggerated plans with my friends such as road trips and um picnic at the group chat <laughs> not just the group chat with like a bunch of other people like we're just like, yes we're gonna go to korea after this right like oh well, yeah yeah i'm like oh yeah like just a bunch of stuff like my parents we were like saying we'll go to europe after this and it's like probably not but like like no and it's not it's not just like with my family, I'm literally, like, with what? I can barely afford <laughs> buying candy. Like, I cry buying a bagel. How am I supposed to afford going to Korea? Like, because I know for a fact I'm going to buy stuff. I'm not... Oh, no, but, like, okay. The, the like, the plane tickets there and everything, they'll probably be cheaper. No, no, definitely they'll be cheaper. But here's the thing. I'm going to bring... Yes, I'm going to bring two empty suitcases just for everything that I'm going to get. I'm so scared that when when I travel, like I have to bring an extra suitcase. Oh, definitely. Okay, but that's when I'm by myself. With when I'm with my family, like I'm not gonna do that because again, when I'm older, I probably will because that's how I would like to travel. But with my family and obviously as like minors, we can't do that now. That's not our decision. But when I'm older, that that's gonna be a plan. It'd be a while till we get that kind of freedom. Mm-hmm. But but especially like when it comes to like not not just clothes because like obviously mm-hmm. when you travel abroad you sort of want to get like some stuff yeah, obviously from the stores but like bookstores there are so many libraries I want to go to they're like I have a list of like I'm not even kidding on my notes app I have like a list of libraries that I want to visit that are so pretty like the theater the theater library 
I think it's in like um, South America, like the theater library that was transformed from like this huge theater mm-hmm. and like the balconies turned into nooks, reading nooks. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And they have like a cafe on the stage. It's so cool and I want to go. Imagine people that like live close by and can get to go every single day. Like, I'm so jealous. Ugh. Yeah. And like, especially with like the major city that we have near us as well. Like I haven't been to like all the all the bookstores and whatever and I'd like and I'd like to go. Obviously not right now, but like later on. I think it'd be really cool. What we should do. I suggest we go together. You know, like it, it might not be Not now. Not now. <laughs> and not like I am a sophomore in high school. It will be a while, definitely. Okay, and that is um it for today but next episode's topic is going to be struggles with technology quick reminder that you are worth it um with all your flaws and i know that quarantine has taken a toll on everybody in some sort of way in the past year has been awful but you're super cool okay you might be annoying but that just makes you cooler bye bye Candy.